Andrew has sung that as a special. If we have that song on the screen, how many know the song? You can help me sing it tonight. Man, I think the first time I heard that song, I was probably nine or ten years old, and it's resonated in my heart ever since that time. And just saw the email just a few days ago of the brothers that are in China, and the one brother recounted his testimony. I believe Brother Murphy read it over the pulpit just a Wednesday night or so ago. He's in a prison, but he's free in a prison. I know that's a paradox, but that's how we are. We're trapped down here on earth and we're in a prison, but we're free people because the price has been paid. The prison doors have been opened. Oh, he might be in prison and he might need encouragement along the way, but he is a free man. He's the freest man in that prison. And I believe that there are people on this earth that are bound that are destined for hell. They're not getting a pardon. They're not this getting May, out of prison. Your census we invitation will be freed. Amen. So we're going to sing and worship our God because he has redeemed us. Amen. Let's sing this together tonight. He said that we could still go free. Do we have the words there?
reach out in faith tonight and touch the very hem of your garment how many would have a need upon your heart father you've seen the hands that have gone up not only in this room lord but out over the internet in places that we don't even know not even aware of not even aware of the burdens that lie underneath those hands but lord they've been lifted up to you They've been lifted up to Calvary for they know that the answer lies in Calvary tonight. The answer lies in that blood that was shed 2,000 years ago. You sent your Holy Spirit back on that day of Pentecost to validate, Lord, that you were walking among us. And Lord, we're believing that this evening that you're that same God. You are the same God that met the woman at the well. You're the same God that calmed the storms and calmed the waves. Lord, for you made a promise that you were going to the other side. And Lord, we believe in this day that you've called out a bride. Lord, that you're raising her up to take a rapture. Lord, you're not going to leave one behind and we won't be left behind. Lord, we're pressing in with everything that is within us. Lord, help us to lay aside every weight. Lord, help us to lay aside every sin that would so easily beset us. Lord, that we may reach for that calling in Christ Jesus. Lord, you've placed something in our lives that calls back to that eagle cry. Lord, we identify with that eagle cry. We identify with that prophet. We're not ashamed of that voice that you've sent. Lord, you're the one that stood on the riverbank of that 1933 and said, this is my prophet that I've sent to you. And Lord, nothing has changed. Lord, men's minds may change, but your mind has not changed about that gospel truth that was brought to us in this day. We're standing on it, Lord. We're resting on it, Lord. We're calling for you, Lord, to come and vindicate it in our lives, Lord. Lord, if someone here needs the Holy Spirit, Lord, may they lift up their hands tonight and at the preaching of the word, may they receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Lord, we don't want one to be left behind and we know that it takes that token life to make this rapture change. Lord, you're building a house. You're not building a straight wall. Help us to take the corners, Lord, as you would lead. We love you, Lord, with everything that's within us. As the song says, we've given our life away. Lord, we don't hold to anything in this world, but to your cross we cling. We love you tonight, Lord. We ask that you take the specials. May they bring glory to your name. May praise and adoration be lifted up before you. Lord, and as the minister would come, may you hide him behind the veil tonight. 
Lord, let us not see the badger skin, how we love Brother Michael so much. But Lord, we want to see you. We want to hear from the throne of grace tonight. Lord, we want to hear that you love us, Lord. We want to hear that you've called us, Lord. And we want to be willing and able to follow you. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, giving you thanks and glory in all things. Amen. As you have your seats tonight. Amen. Brother Todd, why don't you come on up? Amen. Just after he's sung, we're going to have Brother Anthony. And uh, Brother Andrew is going to sing with Brother Anthony. So if you'll be ready right after Brother Todd sings. Everybody feeling all right tonight? Amen. It's nice to be in here. Should we turn the fans on up here in the front? Maybe if you could hit that. I think there's a switch right there behind you. Perhaps on that side. If you turn on that switch, that'll be fine. Amen. We love each and every one of you and those that are connected with us by way of the internet. We certainly want to greet you and say that we love you. God bless you this evening. Enjoy the service tonight. Amen. Thanks, Brother Todd. Nice to have you here. Amen. I just know we're almost out of here. Won't be long now. I uh, have in my mind... Since I was saved, the words of Brother Branham, he said, don't miss it. And the way he says it, don't miss it, don't miss it. As I stand here on the bank of the water, I'm looking over life's troubled sea, and I see an old ship out there, and that ship is a sailing. Is that the old ship of Zion? That's the old ship of Zion that I see.
aboard the ship is Jesus. He is the captain. And I can hear him as he called. He called my name. He said, get on board this old ship. It will be It will never pass this way. It will never pass this way again. some good news to bring and that's why we sing heavenly joys we're soon going to share let's sing that together as we get ready to have anthony andrew come i have good news to bring
Michael, if you want to come just after they're done singing, that'd be great. It's hard 
simple little course, but it means so much to me. place to be, Lord, is on your shoulders as a shepherd would carry a sheep. Lord, that's needy of the shepherd. Sheep needy of a shepherd, Lord, you put them around your shoulders. You take their little legs and hold them real close to you. Lord, tonight we pray that you would do so to your children and to your sheep. Lord, if they're needy, you would just put them on your shoulder tonight. And Lord, you draw real close to them. Lord, it's a protected spot, safe from all harm.
carry, Lord, your wounded ones that need you maybe in a special way we pray tonight. Jesus Christ's name, we commit this service, Lord, the word that will go forth. Lord, much we've prayed, we've sung, we've worshipped you. We pray that you've been pleased with our worship. Lord, as we've sung to you and adore you, Lord. So now may your scriptures be opened and you would reveal it to us and it would comfort us. And it wouldn't be just man's reading, Lord, words on a page, but Lord, it would unfold and it would fill us, Lord, with joy and courage and strength. What we, You know what we need for the days ahead, Lord. You are mindful of us. You know exactly what your sheep need, Lord. Even when we might not even think, Lord, we might think we know what we need, but you know what we need. And so, Lord, direct your thoughts, Lord, tonight we pray in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. My, that was the first song I think I've ever sung. That song there, it's a special one for me. Appreciate that song. But Todd, that was a marvelous special. I, you know how people can you know tap your head and rub your stomach? That, I, I can't do that. So I can't even imagine playing harmonica and playing guitar. That's in realms far beyond my abilities. And so my goodness, God bless you for that, Brother Todd. Appreciate that. We can take our Bibles. We're going to turn to couple scriptures tonight thank you musicians brother Derek it's been a joy to be here this last week my it went by like that fast <laughs> so fast and so that just means you're enjoying yourself I didn't get to see everybody but my we're trying to trying to see as many as we could and so we'll keep sojourning with you keep pressing on the battle we're here together amen amen okay I mean it's going to be this may be a little Help me tonight a little bit, just a little thought. I, but Tom didn't leave me too much after this morning. And so we'll take what we can. <laughs> and, uh, just pray the Lord just blesses you a little bit tonight. We're gonna, maybe we'll turn to, uh, 1 Samuel 16. No. My apologies. 1 Samuel 3. Usually when I have a lot of scriptures to read, I go really, really fast. So I'll try and slow down. All right, verse 1. We'll start from verse 1. And Sam, the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was precious in those days. Amen. The word of the Lord is precious. I pray it's precious in our day as well. There was no open vision. And it came to pass at the time when Eli laid down in his place, and his eyes began to wax dim, he could not see. And ere the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down to sleep. That the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here am I. And he ran to Eli, and he said, Here am I, for thou callest me. And he said, I, I called not, lie down again. And he went and lay down. Verse 6, And the Lord called yet again Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli, and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And he answered, I called you not, my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. And the Lord called Samuel again a third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. And therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be, if he call thee, that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. And so Samuel went down and lay down in his place. 
And the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And then Samuel answered and said, speak for thy servant heareth. Amen. I would pray that is the desire of our hearts tonight. Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. Amen. Let's just turn, maybe we'll turn to Hebrews 3. Just one more scripture before we sit down. Hebrews 3. Verse 1. Wherefore, holy brethren. I'm still hearing pages. My Sorry. Like a horse out of the gate, you know. <laughs> Pull the gate back and boom, here we go. Verse 1. Hebrews 3. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. Amen. Consider, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling. Amen. You may be, have, you may be seated, have you? Can I relax just a little bit? Amen. I'll relax and you relax. How's that? Is that a deal? Good. I'm going to speak tonight. I, I struggled with how to even title it, but I'm going to, I titled it Battle of the Voices. Battle of the Voices. And uh, so we'll just pray something that strikes your heart tonight, maybe it helps you through, the, through our spiritual walk. But our voice is quite an important aspect of our human existence. I would say, if I didn't have voice, well, I wouldn't even be standing here talking and be very quiet. If so, voice. Some say that voice is the passport to your soul. Voice and and it, God's given us this human voice, a vital tool to communicate. And so, it's an interesting composition of different aspects in your body. There's three aspects to our voice. We've got the respiratory system. We've got the phonetary system and the resonatory system. And there's three aspects, to, three parts. So one is providing the fuel. It's providing that breath that you need to, to push some air out. And that's, uh, you know, your diaphragm, your windpipes, and your chest, your ribcage all contribute to that aspect of it. Then the second aspect, the phonetory system, is, is it's your larynx. It's in your throat. It's what you'd call your voice box. And, uh, you know, it has some cords in there. We say our vocal cords. And uh, so they're in there and they're vibrating as when that wind comes through our, 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 uh, from our diaphragm and our chest or lungs and it blows through and we breathe. Those folds open up these cords and it allows that air to flow and, and we get, we get, you know, the next part of the system. So we get these vibrations that start to happen as we out and, uh, and speak. And so those cords just kind of flop back and forth and, and uh, vibrate. And then we have the, the other aspect, which is the vocal tract, which is actually your nose, your nasal cavities, your passages, your sinuses, your mouth, your lips, your tongue, all these things. And they actually create the tone of your voice. You know, the buzzing happens down below, but then in the, the chords, but then we get this resonance that we we're speaking. And so that creates, you know, the, the third part. So, you know, and we just speak, but there's lots going on. You know, we just, we just rattle off words, however many thousands per day. Some have more words and some have less words. And, uh, but there's, there's lots going on to create that. And so our voice is very, uh, it's very much, it's, well, it's like a fingerprint. It's very unique. We all have very different voices. And so it's, it's very much our own. And, uh, you can even change how that voice happens. And, and, you know, we can talk 
you know, through our nose and in our throat and, and so and so forth. We can change these kind of things. And so our voice, God gave us his voice. This is, that's how it works. Just, you know, just a little science lesson right at the front end. So you can understand how our voice works. And, uh, but it's important because if we didn't have our voice, uh, it would limit us in our ability to communicate. It would limit us in our, our to share our ideas. It would limit us in our, our emotions and our, our personality and how to convey those things. And so it becomes, you know, a very emblem, a very emblem of, of, you know, who we are. And it gets woven. Our voice is woven into the fabric of our speech. So our, vo- our, our voice is, uh, fairly important. Would we agree? Yeah. Okay. For a second there, I thought it was all on my own. And all I heard was my voice. So, with our voice, we're able to... Uh, Jonathan, see? It's like, boom. Uh, your voice has the ability to, to make something happen. Sorry, I just was throwing you under the bus there a little bit. Not that you weren't paying attention. <laughs> and so we have, we have the ability with our voice to, to, to make a connection, to, to make a call, to, to uh, you know, get someone's attention. We, we use this, this voice, and this is, it's audible, and it's, it's a part of our being. But it's not just, hum- not just humans have voices and we're very familiar with 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 uh with that aspect but there's more it's not just a human that has a voice that can create a call or that can that can issue out a call and produce something and and, uh you know we feel there's certain you say well what other things speak well there's certain people you know pilots writers and artists and certain things they have a call something calls them to be what they are. There's a calling. Even doctors, they have a calling. There's, they feel, they feel pulled. Something's calling to them to be that. There's a, in, in a, you know, there's just something there. I mean, good grief. Look at the, the voyagers of old who, you know, found the new world, you know, here where we're standing. There was something calling to them. There was a voice that was beckoning them to draw them here. It wasn't just, you know, it wasn't an audible voice. But something called them, something attracted them and said, I have to do this. Something, it, it, it was, it was driving them. And in fact, it almost probably felt like they just couldn't even help themselves in some cases, right? Think of Columbus and the things that they did. They went through some horrible, difficult, difficult times, but they were drawn by something. Something called them. A voice, something called them. You know, the call of the wild, you know, we, we're out in the mountains or the mountains call us or nature calls us and we hunt and we fish because something calls to somebody. I just love being in the mountains because it calls to them, right? Calls to them. Some people, their pillow calls them. Later tonight, your pillow can call you. Not now. <laughs> All right, so there's calls. When there's certain desires, it calls. You know, people get into different substances and, and abuse substances, and it, it calls them. There's a need there, and so it draws them. Even Abel's blood said his voice called out to God. Okay, so there's there's calls that can that happen beyond just the human voice. So I want you just to to think about that as we go through the service tonight, a little bit. So try to tell people that are like that, that have these calls, that there's just no voice. They would, they would, they would uh, tell you it's impossible. They, if there's an invisible voice that's drawing them and it's calling them. Now, Brother Brown says, he says in Greatest Battle Ever Fought, there's a lot of, he goes, there's two worlds. There's two worlds. And we even spoke a little bit last Sunday. There was a pulling and a drawing of, and a calling to a seat of God because he was, you were predetermined predestined before the foundation of the world but there's two two worlds two kingdoms that draw and and would call or pull us 
There's not, you know, multiple out of all the wars, out of all the, the challenges and, and uh, conflicts and, and different aspects that are against each other. There's only two kingdoms that draw on us, that call us. There's only two. Okay, and so you're either going to get a call from one or from the other, and that's Satan's kingdom, and that's God's kingdom. That's all there is. You can, you can conjure up all you want. You can, you can say, well, this and this, this, this calls me or this calls me. And it might feel innocuous, but it has to belong to one or the other kingdom. It has to. And so it will call you. It will beckon you. And there's a voice behind it. All right? There's a voice behind it. And I want to just talk tonight. The battle of the voices because you're going to be stuck in the middle and have a call and a voice calling you from either side. And there's a battle that drives itself when you're standing there. There are opposing forces. You're absolutely opposed, and you're going to be drawn one way or the other. And there is a very, there's, a, there's the most thinnest of lines between those two kingdoms. Okay? There's not this huge gray area in the middle. There's no gray area between Satan's kingdom and God's kingdom. There's not. It's the thinnest of thinnest of lines. There's not even a fence there. You say, well, I'm, someone's sitting on the fence. They don't know whether they're on one side. Of, there's no fence. If there is a fence and you think that, Satan's build the fence on his side of the line and put you on it. And you think you're on the fence, but you're actually in his kingdom. Okay? You cannot be straddling it. You can't be sitting in the middle of it. It's too thin. You're either in God's kingdom or you're Satan's kingdom and you're drawn from either one. No fence sitters in God's kingdom. If you are, you're on the wrong side. On the wrong side. So here we are in a battle of two sides, and this might, maybe this is just uh, right down in trench level. Maybe this is someone that is needing, needing to uh, find maybe where God's, you know, which voice is calling them. Brothers and sisters, that you have an experience of God, you pull hard because there's maybe someone that's just maybe sitting in that middle line right now, and they need to realize the voice of God is calling them, or which one is calling them, and then we need to answer. Abraham says, and today, one reason that the church is in the condition it is in is because there's so many voices, so many voices to attract the church from the voice of God till it's very doubtful that many would hear the voice of God, though it spoke right in their midst. My, so many voices, we would not even hear the voice of God, though it spoke in our midst. They perhaps wouldn't even understand because it would be foreign thing to them they got themselves so much centered on the voices of the day voices of the day and we're going to talk about a few of those voices of our day and if we notice in our scripture reading it says the voice of god was foreign that's what he was reading in samuel and it's because that way he goes it's become that way again that voice of god there's so many other voices god promised he'd give that give us that and if other voices are contrary to the voice of god then it must be the voice of our enemy if it's contrary to God's voice, it has to be one or the other. So it's contrary to God. It's the voice of the enemy. And I want you to think through in your hearts, in your minds. I want you to be really honest. God bless you, everybody on Zoom. Nice to see you. Uh, if you're thinking, where are you at? What's drawing you? What's calling you? What voices are maybe in your mind, in your world? And I want you to question tonight and be so, so brutally honest, brutally honest and say, which voice, which kingdom does that voice belong to? We're too far down the road to just be willy-nilly on what's in our lives. Is it a voice from Satan or is it a voice of God? Is it pulling me one way or pulling me the other? Because if it's a voice of the enemy, Brother Brown continues to say it must be the voice of our enemy to confuse us. To confuse us. 
that we would not understand the voice of God when it spoke. And so all those voices, Satan is throwing, a, he will go through a handful of them. Voices sent to confuse you. So when God is speaking, you can't understand the voice when it spoke. What, how terrible that would be is God is speaking. He's speaking and his voice is speaking. But you've got so much going on in your world. So many other voices. Satan's just pouring it on you. And you're confused to a point where you cannot understand that it's God's voice speaking. Difficult moment. Confusing voices sent to destabilize you, to make you unstable, confused. Confusion is instability. And so, we want to make sure that when God's voice is speaking, we're hearing it. Amen. Amen. Because Satan, he's desirous. He doesn't want you to partake, if we look at Hebrews 3 partakers of the heavenly calling he does not want you to partake of what god has given you he does not want you to partake of the heavenly calling he does he's, he's dead against it and so he's going to try and pour on every aspect he can he's going to call you from every angle through every voice through the through your world and through your through your life and try to hinder you from partaking what is yours amen So Satan has many, many voices, many voices, and I might not hit, I'll not, I'll hit maybe a fraction of them because we're all very individual. And like I said, tonight, I'm just wanting everybody just to be very honest with ourselves because we all want to be Lord exactly where you have, what you have for me. I want that. I desire that. And so maybe God pricked maybe something from a service in the past or maybe from this morning. And I pray the Lord tonight to say, if God is speaking like Samuel, hear my Lord. And so Satan's voice is ever changing, ever manipulating, ever perverting every aspect that he can to throw a voice in your ear. The first one that immediately comes to my mind when I think of voices of Satan well, how about I just ask you, what one comes to your mind? Voice of Satan right now. Oh, I put you all on the spot. Cell phone. Cell phone. <laughs> yeah, because that's a double. It's got voices coming in it, coming out of it, as well as the voice itself. I just saw music. I'm going to talk to, I'm going to, talk to, talk to you young people even, and maybe older ones. Music, a voice. You say, well, of course it's a voice, because people are singing. Yeah, but there's a voice behind the voice and we need to, that's where you need to dig down to because it's all too easy just to be carried along and that music starts playing and oh, it just starts triggering some nice emotions there and your mind starts going to wherever it needs to go. The song is playing and creates an atmosphere and it's drawing you because it's calling something and it's a voice behind it. And you're not realizing. But Abraham says all the songs out there. Some kind of this old jazz music or everything. Screaming out. You can't even go in a restaurant and eat without that stuff going on. He said it's a shame. I see it. Turn around and I go out. He says that kind of stuff. And I did a service a while ago and showed you some comparisons. I won't go there. But that kind of stuff. It was just that old jazz then. Imagine now. Leads right down to destructions. To destructions. Okay, the devil's in that thing, and it'll finally 
pull you into it. You might feel like you're just, oh, you know, it's not affecting me at all. I don't really get moved by it. It's not hindering my spiritual walk. And that voice just keeps speaking and just keeps speaking. And finally, it'll pull you into it. Into what? Destruction. Destruction. Listen to this. Music. Music. Certain interrogation reports highlight the use of loud music reaching upward to 79 decibels for weeks. Okay, so they're using music as a torture treatment. Think about this. They're using music as a torture treatment for weeks, even months. Heavy metal music, such as Metallica's Ender Sandman, Rage Against the Machines, Killing in the Name of, and other ones that I won't repeat because they're not even worth repeating. Heavy duty music, this garbage that they are, that they play. Not just that, but that's what they were indicating here. In addition to the ear splitting decibel level, the music's content often chosen to offend the prisoner's cultural beliefs. Okay? This is unwanted. Okay? When someone's getting tortured, it's unwanted. Nobody wants to be under that. So they're doing this without, it's not their will. It's outside of their will. Okay? Just, just, Tuck that in your thought right now. This is unwanted process going on here. That they do this. These people haven't heard heavy metal. They can't take it. And if you play it for 24 hours, your brain and body functions start to slide. Your train of thought slows down. And your will is broken. This is quotes from people involved in this. Okay, this isn't just like some study article. This is someone that was there and they've done this to people. Let's just go over that again. Body functions slide, train of thought slows down, and your will is broken. That's when we come in and talk to them. Is that incredible? This is unwanted. So then we put that on our ears. Willingly. Willingly put it on our ears. And then what is happening? Our body functions start to slide. Our train of thought slows down. And our will is broken in the natural realm. What happens in the spiritual realm? Young person. Old person. What is going on in the spiritual realm? As that voice is penetrating your spiritual realm itself. Your functions are sliding. You wonder why I can't maintain a walk. You wonder why you can't move forward spiritually. Your functions. Your spiritual functions are sliding rapidly. And your train of thought. You got no thought. He's pounding your thoughts with his thought. And then suddenly your will is broken. And you have no desire. No ability to do anything. You're trapped. Because of a voice. You're being manipulated. By the enemy. And nobody. Really willfully wants to be manipulated. Who wants to be manipulated? Knowingly. Well I'm telling you tonight. Knowingly. By submitting yourself to the garbage of this world. And I'll tell you in another article. What they said. Actually I'll keep going. Because it says says, it doesn't have any long-term effects on the prisoner. Now let's think spiritually. That would be a lie of the devil. No matter how loud the music, no matter what, the result is the same. The incessant use of music causes discomfort among them. Music used to break down resistance of an enemy during interrogation. And they've used hip-hop, metal. And one fellow said, but man, when we turned the country on, that broke them. Incredible. 
When they turned the country, you went through it, yeah, we did it. They'd get, they'd get upset. It would be brutal. They'd, ah, turn it off, you know, after it's all. But country, incessant country, broke them. So you think, ah, I don't do heavy metal. I don't even know what metallic is or rage against the machines. Like, that doesn't apply to me. Oh, I need The same thing's happening in the spiritual realm. I don't really care what genre you want to pick. Brother Branham says jazz here. If it's country, if it's rock and roll, if it's hip hop, if it's rap, I don't care what it is. The same applies. It's a voice that's trying to break your will, trying to slide your spiritual body functions and drive you where? Into this kingdom, the kingdom of Satan. That's all he's wanting to do. Drive you there. Say, well... need to hit these things. I know better Tom. He hit. I had fashion in my notes. So Lord knows maybe we needed to hear it two times. Or I just said, well, better Tom hit it pretty, pretty heavy this morning. Fashion. Mercy. It's creeper. It's a voice because it's in your face all the time. In your phone, as one mentioned, because it's all there, all of your social medias or whatever. It's a voice that is calling you. It's, it's, I, I know young ladies want to be pretty. I know that. Even young men. We're not talking about young men to be pretty. Handsome and strong, please. But, <laughs> but it's there. It's a desire that God gave you. But do not let the image of what the world puts in front define pretty. Because if that, if that's, if you're allowing the devil to define pretty, you're already on his territory. And then you look at that constantly. You look at that constantly. Say, oh, that's what I want to be. And that's what I want to be. And you'll never attain it. You'll never attain it. And you'll be depressed. And you'll be down. And you'll be discouraged. And you'll be in depression. Because you can't attain an image that he's putting in front. That's not of God. And it's not you. You'll never. You'll be chasing something you'll never get. Better Tom hit it. So I'm not going to go any further on that. But there's some, what we'd call innocuous voices too. I mean, we have voices of politics, or even our work lives, our hobbies, our emotions, our affections, our memories, our imaginations. There's so much going on in our worlds. At the end of the day, some of them don't even, they're not wrong voices, but it's so many voices that it creates so much confusion of your, in your life. And it's going to destabilize your voice of Hollywood. My goodness, go down that road. Go down the road of the TV shows that are going on these days. Go down the road of the films that they're putting out these days. And if that's what you're feasting on, if that's what you're feasting on, that voice, Lord have mercy. I've done film school. I've been to that. I went to school with these up and coming directors that want to put themselves out there. It's garbage and filth of the highest level because they're trying to put themselves out there and become something and this is what we take on it's a voice it's a voice trying to call you to the wrong kingdom that's what it's there to do calling you oh we get voices of insecurities voice of I'm not good enough I can't do the right thing I can't do anything right scripture says I can do all things through Christ that strengtheneth me Okay, and we'll go into the other side. These are voices. Recognize these are voices from another kingdom. Okay, that are calling. Voice of negativities. Voices say, well, I'm weak. Brother Bram says, I, my faith is not very much. I'm not a very good Christian. 
I won't even ask the hands. But my goodness, who's ever felt that? I have felt that. Man, not a very good Christian. I'm weak. But Abraham says, you just talk in his language right then. That's what the devil wants you to say. See, you mustn't never say that. Amen. We were fellowshipping on this this week with, with, with somebody. Don't ever let your testimony be negative. Let it be positive all the time. I'm saved, he says. I have God in my heart, Brother Bram says. I believe him with all my heart. Do you believe in divine healing? With all my heart. This is your response to the negativity. He's saying, beat it back. You're talking his language then if you're being negative. He says, let your testimony always in your thoughts, everything. Never permit a negative thought to come in your mind if you can help it. When it starts, don't entertain it. Well, you say, I can't help the thoughts coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Abraham says, yep. Well, like the old farmer says, I can't keep the birds from flying over my place. I can't help the voice throwing in that negative thought, throwing in that negative comment or something that I ponder on and it's, well, I'm no good. Or I didn't do that. I can't, I'm a, oh, I'm a horrible Christian or I can't do nothing right. He says, uh-huh, you can't stop the birds from flying. But he had something. He had something that stopped them from roosting. <laughs> I thought this was beautiful. He had something. He says, now, here's a good shotgun to use. The old farmer says, I got a shotgun. And he threw a couple shells in the shotgun. And he starts going to town. Because he's got birds coming over his fields. He says, both the New and Old Testament. Testament, it's a double barrel shotgun. It's very good too. I'll tell you, it keeps them all away. Amen. It keeps them all away. The Old Testament. Oh my. You say, well, I got too many troubles. So did Shamgar. Oh, it's too big. So did David have a big problem. All alone. Ruth was all alone. She says, where you go, I go. I don't care if I'm alone. Your God will be my God. Esther, all alone. If I perish, I perish. I'm going to see the king. That's your Old Testament. Throw that bullet in the chamber. You say, well, what about the New Testament? He said, he that believeth in me shall never die. I'm quick. He's the quickening power. He will raise you from the dead. If... Load the gun, throw it in the shell, and let it roll. Boom! Don't let him roost. Don't let him just bullet both barrels at him. Negativity. Amen. You're not disarmed. You're not disarmed. He's giving you something. He said, "Don't let him roost. Blow that devil right out of the sky, right out of your mind." Amen. And you keep that. Amen. But now, God, notice devil, lots of voices, lots of voices. God has one voice. God is ever only one. It never changes. Its power still keeps. Its power still saves. It still delivers. It still heals. It still does yesterday, today, and forever. If his voice could reach in the realms of the dead and pull Lazarus' soul from who knows where. Four days gone by and his voice went out and penetrated that realm. His voice can still go out and penetrate. I don't know where you are or where you are on Zoom. His voice can reach forth because it did then. It can do tonight. That's the voice of God. Amen. He came hither. We'll go to scripture. He came hither. First Kings 19 into a cave and lodged there speaking of Elijah. Here he was now after killing Mount Carmel and dealing with the issues there of the day. And he said, 
Verse 10, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel, and forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thy altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I only am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And he said, go forth and stand upon the mountain before the Lord. Lord speaking, behold, the Lord passed by in a great strong wind, rent the mountains, break it in pieces, the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. The Lord was not in an earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. The Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. And it was so, when Elijah heard it, that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entering of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him and said, What doest thou here, Elijah? A still, small voice. And I want to speak about that just a little bit. Now, as we know, we know there's lots of voices that we are dealing with in our age. And we know there's two kingdoms. But I want to really just draw down here God's voice. It's still and it's small. And Satan has created a lot of noise, as we said at the beginning, because he's trying to hinder you from ever being able to hear it. It might be quiet here, but I want you to just say, Lord, I want to hear it tonight. I want to hear it tonight. Brother Bram says, great things happen. Great things are quiet. He said, the sun gives life on the earth. Every living thing, botany life, plant life, tree life. He says, and it draws up millions of gallons of water from the earth. And it makes less noise than we than it does when we put a bucket full in from a pump. And he's drawing millions of gallons. And you don't even know what's happening. Great things. He said, do you ever hear the world turning? Did you ever hear planets as they pass through in the orbits? We're talking giant behemoths of mass. You ever hear it? Great things. Did you ever hear the sunrise? Mm-mm. Never. Because great things happen sometimes still and small he says we're looking for something big and noisy God is looking for something that's small and quiet he said that Russian wind that thunder smoke and earthquakes none of them things ever attracted the prophet when he was in the cave but he heard that still small voice God was in there amen and we can preach we can we can preach preachers have preached down through the ages and they have called they've had beautiful words that I could never put together. There's been like Spurgeon and different ones that have put words together, orators, and they've been able to. And one person said, yeah, impressive. But he said, it's wind. It could be wind. It's wind. And he says, it's preliminaries. And though everything seems to shake, and then someone can come like John the Baptist come through and minister and just proclaim woe and terror and produce a curse on the generation of vipers like he did, and it rumbles like an earthquake. And then we get another form of force come by and someone's pleading with vehemence and all the fire flash and flames and the sensational metaphors and anecdotes as one said in the fire, it's fire. The Lord wasn't in the fire. He said, these are all great preliminaries to draw attention and to capture you. But behind that must come a still, small voice. The work itself God's working in your heart is done many times in silence. 
as they were in Elijah's case. So these things in the cases of others, they startle and arouse. The earthquakes, the fires, the noise, it can startle and arouse you and bring you to your attention. And then God comes behind with a still small voice. And that's where the work starts happening in a heart. But Abraham says, I don't know your opinion. Each fellow has his. But to me, that when Christ comes, that sweet, humble feeling, to me, that's the still small voice. It speaks a lot louder than that rushing, mighty wind. He says, but don't listen to the noise. Hear that still, small voice, that depth of something that comes into the human heart. He said, it'll take the world away from you. It'll make you hate the things of the world. He said, that's the pool that reflects the stars of God's eternal glory. Not some little rumbling little creek. and It's rumbling all around and it's all jumping around because it's really shallow. But that deep pool, that deep walk with God, that, that deep desire, that reflects God's eternal glory. Amen. So that's the thing that brings forth tears to the eyes. It brings joy unspeakable, full of glory. If it makes you stand when all other things fail, it makes when sickness comes, death itself, it's still got the reflection of God's blessing because the still small voice was able to penetrate into a heart and completely transform it. The Holy Spirit, it works softly, gently, even as breath of spring. As one person described it, which dissolves the iceberg that melts the glacier. And frost has taken every rivulet by its throat and held it firmly. But spring sets it all free when that just warm wind starts blowing through. And winter's grip just starts to crumble. And you start seeing it happening. But it happens slowly and still and small just by that little wind start blowing through. Abraham says, but listen, his still small voice, every one of you people who profess to be Christians, get yourself quiet before him. We want you want something to go, you want something to 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 rise up in your heart. You say, Lord, I want my I want my life to be to be just that much more deeper. I want a deeper walk with you. My, my, maybe you're completely off, far from God and you're needing God in a desperate, desperate way. Tonight, God's voice is speaking very still and very small. He says, listen now, every one of you people that profess to be Christians, get yourself quiet. Don't let the washing hinder. Don't let the work hinder. Don't let nothing hinder. Don't let nobody know what you're doing. Just go before him. Get up in the woods somewhere. Get on the side of the road. Get into a secret closet. Close the door. And when the kids are at school, you get down on your knees. Oh, he says, you've heard all kinds of voices everywhere. But just get down and stay there until the voices are silenced. And you begin to lift up. It'll change you. It'll change you. He says, it'll make you to the kind of Christian you ought to be. You ought to be. Amen. He says, my God had to quiet. He talks about Moses and Moses trying to do his own thing, trying to get, trying to deliver Israel and kills an Egyptian, et cetera, et cetera. And God runs away and heads out into the, into the wilderness. And he said, God had to quiet him for 40 years before he could ever speak to him. He says, and we won't stay quiet 10 minutes so God can speak to us with all the rumble and bumble we have today. My goodness, it took God 40 years to be able to get Moses quiet. Oh my, after day one or two or 10 or 40 or 200, you think it would be pretty quiet in a backside of the desert. You'd think, whew, 
I'd be pretty get pretty dull after 365 with the sheep. 40 years before Moses could get to a place where God could come and speak through a burning bush. Amen. God help us. Brother Brown saying if he could get five minutes. You think it's you think the backside of the desert. How loud is it in our day? Satan pounding and pounding and pounding at us. Why? Because he wants us to be pulled, called, and moved away from the kingdom of God. That is our calling. A heavenly calling. Calling us. No. I just want noise. I want confusion. I want instability. So that I can derail you. I can pull you away from that. And God is saying to a prophet. Get it away. Blast it away. Do what you got to do. Get quiet. Go away. Get into a bush somewhere. Shut your door. Shut the washing. Who cares about work? Get somewhere on your knees and say, God, I need you. Get quiet and let him speak quietly and still. Amen. Brother Bram says, stay there till he answers. Stay there. And if you listen, listening for anything else but a voice that's still small. If you're listening for earthquakes, if you're listening for thunders and lightnings and flames and winds, he says, get back in your cave and wait for the still small voice. He says, get back in the cave. Hold yourself quiet. Let it all go by. And let God come now and speak. And may God might be, he's maybe spoke to you through these different weeks and months, whatever it is. And I'm just, I just pray, Lord, tonight, may it just settle down real quiet as we speak your word and say, Lord, may your voice just tenderly start calling, tenderly start wooing. Maybe as you just start pondering there, what voices are calling me, Lord? I just want your still, small voice because that's what's the transforming power lies within it. Don't turn away. Don't turn away from the voice of God. Oh my, it's precious when God is speaking. And he can actually get through all that confusion and all through the noise. And there's a little little blank, a little blank spot in all of your all your world and all the things that Satan's trying to throw in your ears. All the social media, all your thoughts, all your issues, all the music, all the videos, all of this, all of that. And it's just pounding you, pounding you. Just maybe, just maybe there's a gap in time. And God can say, I'm calling you. I'm desiring you. I'm desiring that you have a walk with me. Just part that noise just for a moment. And he can just reach through and grab a hold of your heart. That's a precious moment. And I'd say, don't turn that away. Let's not turn that away. But in Hebrews, if you continue on, it says in Hebrews 3, he says, while it is said today, if we will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation. Harden not your hearts. If today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your heart. Provocation was in Israel. When they were one, they needed water and they'd had manna, they'd had quail, they had the Red Sea part, they had all the plagues in Egypt, they'd come out with a mighty hand, they'd literally plundered Egypt with all of their giving them gifts, get out of here, they went out richer than they ever were, and here God had done all these mighty things, and then they're screaming, what are we doing, we're going to die out here, we need water. That was the provocation of Meribah, where Moses struck the rock, but Abraham says now, he says, don't you act like they did in the days of provocation when they provoked God. He says, not by living immorally. He said, not by living immorally. Let me grind this down for you. He said, Brother Bram, I go to church. That's all right. I never lied in my life. That's fine. I never stole. I've never done this or that. Oh, that's very fine. But that still isn't sin. He says, the sin is 
when God shows himself and you disbelieve it. And God shows himself. And he's, he's wooing. And he's moving. And he's trying to bid you come. He's trying to bid you come. And you ignore it. That's, he says, where the problem lies. That was the provocation. He says, when you hear my voice, harden not your hearts, O God. As in the days of provocation, now is the time. Now is the time. Amen. Amen. This is the acceptable time. And that goes to show you that his voice would still be there. In the midst of all this chaos, he says, he's still got a voice. Say, I don't hear him. We need to get quiet enough. Because he's still got a voice in this day. And he's trying to reach your soul. He's trying to reach your soul. But you know, the devil, he's got some real good noise cancellation. And so many times we put on. Satan, he's like, you know, I'm going to throw you a little set. Yeah, we all know what these are. I even got some in my pocket. Oh, that's what Satan wants to give you. I can't hear the voice of God. Why not? Because I've got some death pods on my ears. And I'm listening. All I can't even hear what God's doing. Because Satan's just pounding me with everything in my head. Everything in my world. I... I can't hear God trying to speak. God's trying to say, get him out. Get him out. The thing is, God's word is sharper, more powerful. It can discern the very intents and thoughts of the heart. It don't really matter what Satan tries to put on your ears. He thinks he can cancel out the word of God. It's impossible. It's impossible because it can penetrate right to the heart. Pull another thing over on Satan. He tries to throw your little ears on there. Start throwing your voices of fear. Cancel out all the love. Create all this doubt. He tries to bring in doubt. Cancel out your faith. He tries to bring in strife. Cancel out your peace and joy. He tries to bring in envy and jealousy. Cancel out all your contentment. Tries to bring in past sins and past memories. And cancel out your freedom from guilt. That's all what he's trying to do. He's just putting little, little death pods in there. and just Cancel it all out. So you don't hear the things of God. God's word comes through and he starts speaking. He starts speaking. He starts penetrating past his Satan's little noise cancellation abilities. It's of the devil. It's of the world. He cannot defeat the word of God. Because when you do get him in your heart and God comes in your soul and that little voice, then you put God's noise cancellation on and Satan starts pounding you, just pounding you. Sorry, devil. You don't even know it's there. It's dimmed you. It's faded. It's gone away because you've got God's life pods on your ears. And he's just putting in and filling your mind with scriptures. He's, I'm the God that healeth thee. I'm the God that restores thee. There's no condemnation into those that are in Christ Jesus. That's, that's what you're listening to. You're feeling that. Nothing. The devil's trying to pound it into you. He says, sorry, devil. It's canceled. It's canceled. Amen. My, that canceled out even my own voice. Came across there with a real loud shouting. Almost scared me. And that's what we're trying to just say tonight. That's what you need. Let that still small voice just penetrate your little heart. My sheep know my voice. A stranger, they will not follow. Amen. And listen to the shepherd's call. 
Satan tries to dull it. Try to dull it. No, he's not. No. Listen to this. Listen to that. Deal with this. You're going to lose this. You're going to lose your friends. You love that music. You love this. He's trying to dull it. Dull it. Dull it. God's saying, I'm desiring you. I'm desiring you. I'm calling you. You want to know the ultimate doubt cancellation scripture? Revelations 3, 4. Thou hast few names, even in Sardis, which have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. For they are worthy. I want you to note that it is Jesus Christ speaking. Jesus Christ, the worthy one, is speaking in this scripture. And they shall walk with me in white. Those that have not defiled their garments. Those that have purged themselves from all sin. Those that are robed in my righteousness. Those that have accepted the call of my of Jesus Christ. Those, they are worthy. Think of this. God is saying to you, you are worthy. Oh my, grasp the impact of that. We who are unworthy... Wretched sinners, he's saying, no, 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 no. Because you are covered in my blood, because you have come through Calvary, you are worthy. Satan tries to throw any doubt. Oh, you're not a believer. You're not a Christian. You can barely walk Christian life. No, no, no. Say, sorry, Satan. Sorry, sorry. You just got canceled out because he told me I'm worthy because I am covered by his blood. Therefore, I'm the worthy one. The worthy one has made me worthy. Find out how, how long he sticks around. Not long. God's voice, it's a separator. God's voice is a separating voice. He called Abraham out of Ur and separated him. So he said, Well, it's a little hard. A little hard to, to you know walk this walk this road. And you know, I got pulled here and I'm pulled there. God's voice, he's saying, No, no, come out of her. My people. As the scripture says in the beginning in Revelations, and I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her. Another voice that you be not partakers of her sins and that you receive not her plagues. God's voice saying, come out. Wherever you're at, you're going to have to come out of that. You're going to have to separate from whatever it is. Not easy. Do you think it was easy for Abraham just to throw it all away? Think it was easy for him just to say, sorry family, sorry friends, sorry this, sorry that. I'm packing up. I'm out of here. Really? Everything you ever knew? Everything you, everything you are? Yeah, I'm just packing up. Going where? I don't know. I'm going to look for a city. God's voice saying, uh-huh. And he followed it. He had no clue. And he's asking the same thing of us. The exact same thing. It's not going to be any different. No matter what the price. The world has to say about it. How scornful. How many critics. The person that's totally separated from the things of the world to the things of God. They'll obey the word. Because the word separates them. So the voice of God is calling you. It will also separate you from this world. Amen. And I was pondering this. Christ came. We'll just talk about a little bit of a rich young ruler here for a second. Because rich young ruler, Brother Brandon ties two areas of scriptures together, but rich young ruler could not separate himself. He couldn't do it. And that voice came by his way and said, come follow me. Imagine Jesus Christ came right in front of him and said, come follow me. Oh, that was difficult for him. He says, well, I did the, uh, I did, I've done all these commandments. I didn't commit adultery. I don't kill, I don't steal, I don't bear false witnesses. I've honored my father and mother. He says, yeah, I've done all these things. He says, go thy way and sell all whatsoever thou hast and give to the poor. 
And thou shalt have treasures in heaven. And take up your cross. And follow me. Jesus saying, oh, you haven't done one thing. Now you need to do this. Oh, and he was grieved. For he had great possessions. And he couldn't separate from his possessions. And he couldn't obey the voice of God. What a battle that he was under. Here, oh, I got this here. I've built up so much. I have so much to live for. I've got all my possessions that I've that I've labored for. I strive for. And it's, oh, I'm again, I'm just about to enjoy it. I've been a good boy. Oh, I've honored my father and mother. I am the I'm the best of all the best. I go to church. I do it. Oh my goodness. But no, you gotta let that go and follow Christ. And he's battling. Imagine the voices. I can tell you there was a lot of noise. Satan was pouring it on. Pouring it on, a lot of noise, and they couldn't, didn't have it in him, didn't have it in him to receive the call. And then we hear, where does he, where, what happens is he becomes a voice in hell. And he's saying, send the prophets! Calling out there, he says, oh, but if one went unto them from the dead, they'll repent! Mm-mm. If they hear not Moses, if they didn't hear my word, if they didn't hear what I already sent them, my voice in their generation, my voice in their day, a message in their day, if they didn't hear that, it wouldn't matter what sign came. Someone raise up from the dead and say, repent. I just rose from the dead. They wouldn't even believe it. Because if they didn't believe Moses or the prophets, neither will they be persuaded. The one rose from the dead. My Saints of God, broad in here, etc. If God is speaking, and He's just saying, "Come, follow me." Don't be a rich young ruler. Don't don't weigh it out. Oh, the voices are battling. No, no, no. He should have just cast it aside. He should take up his cross and follow Him. Who really cares about earthly possessions? There was eternal life. That's what He desired. He was craving eternal life. What must I do? And maybe your life's called. What must I do? And God's saying, "You got to let it all go." Wherever you're at, whatever your struggles, whatever he's saying, put it aside. Something's hindering you and you need to come follow me. Follow him tonight. Oh, to be Peter. Peter and the disciples. And he saith unto them, Jesus, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And they straightway. Glory. Straightway. There wasn't a hesitation. They left their nets and followed him. Oh God, tonight, there's not one hesitation. I don't care where you're at. I don't care what it is. Strip it aside. Be honest in your heart. And God is coming tonight and saying, my still small voice is trying to penetrate your heart. He's trying to reach into your soul and say, come, come follow me. You're my sheep. Come follow me. I am the shepherd. You know my voice. Follow me. Follow me straightway. Straightway may be your heart's cry. I'm following you, God. I'm letting it all go. I don't care what the world desires. I don't care what my interests are. But I'm straightway following you tonight. Straightway, Lord. Obedience. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience to that voice of God. And he's calling. He's beckoning. Saying, you've had a lot of voices. But I'm here to give you rest. I'm calling on you. Eternity's in your future. 
You are a partaker of a heavenly calling. There's something more for you. And he's calling and he's saying, obey it. Just obey it. He said, well, I do lots of things. I live a good life. But Abraham says, about Abraham, he says, because thou hast obeyed my voice. What a promise, he says. All the nations of the earth be blessed. Just because Abraham obeyed. He says, obedience is what God wants. It was once said, obedience is better than sacrifice. Well, if you look where that comes from, it comes from Saul in 1 Samuel. And 1 Samuel, I'll even turn to it. Because incredible that Samuel told Saul what he must do. 1 Samuel 15. We have time. He says in 1 Samuel 15, 14. Samuel said, what meaneth then this bleeding of sheep? Because Saul had come up and Saul had, blessed be thou, the Lord. I have performed the commandments of the Lord. And Samuel says, what meaneth this? What meaneth the bleeding and the sheep and the lowing of oxen, what I hear? And Saul said, oh, they have brought them from the Amalekites. For the people spared the beasts of the sheep. If we want to go back in, back in the scripture, Samuel said, the Lord has said, Kill it all. Nothing. Not a sheep, not an oxen, not a child, not a woman, not a man, and not Agag. Nobody. Annihilate them. Because one little demon left in your life say, I'll surrender it all. I can tell you young people and old people like all of us. One little thing left unsurrendered has derailed hundreds and hundreds of people because they didn't do what Saul should have done and annihilated every aspect in their life no matter how hard it was he says whoa Samuel said they have bought they have brought uh, all, all these sheep and oxen then Samuel said unto Saul stay and I will tell thee what the Lord hath said to me this night and he said stay on Samuel said, when thou wast little in thine own sight, wast thou not made the head of the tribes of Israel? And the Lord anointed thee the king over Israel. And the Lord sent thee on a journey and said, go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they be consumed. Okay, so here's repeating what he was told. And Saul skipped to 20. And Saul said unto Samuel, well, I'll just go 19. Wherefore then didst thou not obey the voice of the Lord, but didst fly upon the spoil and didst evil in the sight of the Lord? And Saul said unto Samuel, Interesting. Yea, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord and have gone the way which the Lord sent me. He was justified in his own eyes. I've obeyed him. I've done all that he said. Samuel's already told him, why haven't you? What am I hearing? Sure. Somehow Saul thought in all of whatever his mind was that he could justify his way. My, you know, my sacrifices of whatever I did. I mean, here we're going to sacrifice this to the Lord and all these things. But he forgot he'd actually completely disobeyed the voice of God. Incredible. And that he can be in such a, a, a confusion. Whatever voices were, 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 were going on in his mind that he could come to a point where he completely disobeyed God. But in his eyes, I'm obeying him. I. Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices? Because that's what Saul was going to do. He says, Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. Wow. 
for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness, as iniquity and idolatry, because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, and also hast rejected thee from being king. Incredible. Incredible, because he did not obey the voice of God in his day. You say, God, may we straightway, straightway, Run into the fold straightway. Not come up with some justifiable reason of why I'm okay or why I go to this. I do go to church. You know, I've come to pretty much every meeting here. I've Zoomed every single time. It's been a long time I've Zoomed. And you're justifying what you're doing here. But really your life is way off over here. And so you're coming up with some justifications. Uh -uh -uh. Obedience. Obedience is better than sacrifices. And all these same requirements, whether it be the rich young ruler... Whether we saw, it applies to every one of us. And Jesus is saying, follow me. Take up your cross. Surrender your will. And just obey my voice. Heed my call. And you'll have eternal life. Amen. And God is not screaming that out to you. Forgive me for screaming myself. But I'm praying that God is just pricking a heart. Whether here, whether out there, wherever it may be. I'm praying, God, prick a heart. Give up the novels. Give up the games. Give up the fashion. Give up the makeup. Give up the friends. Give up everything. 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 And say, God, I'm responding to the still, small voice. And I want you to, as I said in the beginning, just shut it all off. Shut it all off and try to say, Lord, I just want to get so quiet with you in my heart because I want to hear it it could be so small it's just a little tug a little tug that could be all it is but it's him it's him amen as we wind down to a little close here that voice you know we've heard about voices and We've heard before even the voice just backing up a hair, you know, searing that conscience, searing that voice. We hush it too often, hush it too often. And I'm, I'm praying that's not the case tonight. I'm praying that's not the case tonight that you're going to he- you hear the call. You hear that little voice that's been, that's burning in there. And then Brother Branham says the church is pure. The church is purged by the Holy Spirit. Their conscience is seared of doubt. Oh, I loved it. We're not worrying about searing the conscience and pushing the voice away. I'm saying, God, may they hear the voice. May they receive that call and follow me. May they hear through the noise and just penetrate through and say, I'm calling you tonight. My still small voice is calling and may it sear their conscience of doubt. Amen. Sear the conscience of unbelief. It's taken away. And when they hear God's word say a certain thing, they believe it. Ooh, they hold on to it and they don't just don't move from it. And that's the anchor you get. You'll never move from this way to this way. Storm comes, storm go. Because when it anchors down, nothing shakes you. Nothing shakes you. God's voice, the still small voice, it might be small. It might be tiny. It might be still. But it brings freedom. It brings freedom. I just want to, Brother Brown says, oh, and a man hears the good news. 
Christ died in your stead. Nothing you can do about it. Christ paid the price. Gospel sounds. You could drop every cigarette, every chew tobacco. I said, well, probably nobody has that problem here. Every social media, every habit, every doubt, every anxiety, every nervousness, every guilt. Let's put something else that it applies to you. Right, Brother Branham, chew tobacco, whiskey. Put something there. Because everything drops it all. Everything that's binding you, you can say, I'm free. This is the good news. Christ has made me free. You're free, he said. Free people. That's the effects of responding to the still small voice. Oh, why? As the song says, why do you wait, dear brother? Why do you tarry so long? What's the rest of the verse? Jesus is waiting to help you. Mm-hmm. Why not? Why not? Why not come to him now? Why not? You don't have to go any longer. You don't have to serve the devil any longer. You can be free if you desire to be free. If you desire. And Brother Bram is talking. He brings up just the, 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 story, the, the account. If you go back into the days. Go back into Israel. And they would bring slaves back from wars. And they'd, they'd become slaves, etc. Or, even, or a, a Jew, I should say, would be, become a slave. I think is where it applies. And they'd, they'd toil for their master. And have to labor. And they'd bear the stripes. And they'd have to work in the fields. And do whatever they needed to do. And they would be whipped and toiled. And, and, and sunburned. And just a slave. Slave. No freedom. A slave. And then a time would come. Time would come, and there'd be a jubilee. There'd be a jubilee moment, and that jubilee sound would come, and you could be, "You're free! You're free! You don't have to be here no more." There'd be a call that went out and say, "It's over! You're free! Jubilee is sounded!" And we have responded. People responded, "I'm out of here! I'm gone! I'm free!" He said, "If a man said, man, I want to stay the way I am. I don't want to go." I just want to stay right here. That man was taken to the temple with his slave master. And they took his ear. They put it against a post. You imagine just put your ear against the post right there. Like that. And they'd take an awl. Bang! And put an awl and bore a hole right through his ear. And it was a sign that he could never, ever be free. And he had to serve his master as long as he lived. Because he rejected the news, the good news of freedom. I said, oh, God. But Abraham says the good news is the gospel. To reject to hear the gospel, he goes, your ear gets sealed. He said, oh, you always call it fanaticism. There's nothing to it. And you'll be serving sin in form of godliness as long as you live. No matter how religious you are, you're sealed off in the presence of God. I said, oh, God, don't let nobody, nobody be sitting there wondering, hmm, should I put my rig down? Should I, am I kind of done with this? I don't know. I've been having a good time. This is maybe okay. I can kind of deal with both sides. I can show up to church. I can do, I, I'm okay with that. Don't let your ear be put to Satan's post and he smash a hole in your ear and say, you're done. 
You're no longer free. God's calling this evening. Say you can be free tonight. My voice is calling. It might be loud in my mouth. But I'm praying God's still small voice is reaching and penetrating to the very soul of your heart. Say Lord. I say run to him. Run to him tonight. Says oh that preacher's just popping off. Brother Bram says am I? It's the scripture. Then it's the scripture that's popping off. And if you've got ears so bored that you've listened to the devil and you can no longer more hear the gospel, the truth, and walk in the light, that's the mark of the beast. He says, you refuse to hear the truth that Christ has made you free. Christ has made you free. Reject the noise of the world. Reject Satan's voices. God's given us a word. He's given us perfect noise cancellation headphones for this day and age. Because he knew Laodicea would be wicked. He knew Laodicea would be lackadaisical. Ho-hum. I need nothing but the wretched and naked and blind and don't know it. God gave us a message. God gave us a voice in this day that can penetrate through Laodicea and say, you can be free. Amen. 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 I say, God forbid that you close your ear. Don't take Satan's all. Run to freedom tonight. And partake. Partake. Joy's awaiting someone that partakes of this heavenly calling. Oh my. How can one even contain. What glories await. Those that say I'll follow. He says I know. I know it's hard. I know surrendering is difficult. I know laying it all aside. And bearing a cross. I know bearing reproach. I know bearing persecution. I know. I went through it. He says. I bore that. And I'm demanding that of you. To do that as well. Just follow me. But oh my. I've got something for you coming. I've got a city that's 1,500 miles square. I've got where the lamb is the light. I've got a tree of life that's blooming there forever. And you can take the fruit of the tree. Every month it changes flavors. And that's each month you can draw down on that. The leaves would go for the healing of the nations. He's thinking, I've got terraces. I've got avenues. I've got streets of gold. I've got mansions in glory. Just follow me. And if there's something in there, it's because eternity is inside of you, calling for eternity. That's why, because it's in you. It just, respond to it. Why do you wait, respond to it if it's in there beckoning? Because eternity is inside of you, and eternity is calling you, come home, come home. You who are weary, come home. Beckoning. Because he goes, I have joys. I have joys that await you, musicians, when you come. You're being called from another place. It's heaven. And it's calling on its own for a big rapture call. It's just God's great roundup. Roundup coming, and his voice is just saying, Please, I'm looking, I'm searching. Where are you? And his voice will. His voice will penetrate. And it will reach the heart of every son and every daughter. It will. It has to. His word cannot return unto him void. All that he that was given to him will never be lost. And so his voice keeps calling. And it keeps calling. 
He said, oh, that same voice that some of John come up is the same voice that some of dead Lazarus out of the grave. The same voice of the archangel. Christ is the voice of the archangel. Voice of the archangel. He says, oh, that trumpet voice of Christ summoned John to come up. The same voice summoned Lazarus. Did you notice at the grave? He spoke with a loud voice. He said, Lazarus, come forth. And it summoned him from the dead. He said, that same voice said to John, come up here and I'll show you things to come. He said, that same voice that sound when the dead in Christ shall rise for the trumpet. The trumpet, he says, what's the trumpet? The voice of Christ. The same one sounded and summoned him up. And he heard a voice like a trumpet sound and said, come up hither. So how the resurrection will be, it'll be in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. That clear sounding voice of God, he'll summon the church, saying that great summoning voice. God, help me to hear it at that day. To hear that voice at that day, you need to hear that little still small voice right now. Right now. But Abraham had a little account. And he's talking. He was in hunting with a group of brothers. And he got stuck in a storm. There was a big snowstorm coming in. Horrible storm. And he was separated from them. And he just horrible, horrible storm. And he's walking around. Trying to hunker down. And as I started walking down the mountain. And the snow all drying up. And we all back up. And the Lord came to him. And he had him speak to the storm. And he spoke to the storm. And the storm instantly vanished. You can read about it. And God's word calls for a total separation from unbelief. Is where he's speaking about it. And so this storm had just vanished. And I was thinking, Lord, we talked about storms a week ago. We talked about a state of emergency a week ago. I was just thinking, maybe God spoke to you in a wicked storm. Maybe you were in a state of emergency as we spoke about And God came on the scene and spoke to that storm. And your storm has vanished. And God dealt with that. But the next part is what just just tugged in my heart. And he says, I started walking down the mountain. And all the snow drying up. And that hot sun steam coming out of my shirt just a moment or two difference. And I started walking down the mountain. And when I did, he said, I heard a voice. He says, why don't you walk with me? Your storm could have cleared. God just pushed that all away. And you're just feeling like, wow, I'm free. God's voice is saying, oh, there's one more thing I need to do. Just why don't you walk with me a little while now? Tonight, that voice, I just pray, Lord. Oh, I would. I would everything in my heart to walk with you. Oh, I just have that voice calling. I said, I just pondered. I said, Lord, you are calling. And he's calling tonight. And he's saying, why don't you just walk with me? Amen. God's just saying, I want communion with you. I want fellowship with you. Don't worry about going to your friends back at camp. Don't worry about the things of the day. It wasn't anything wrong. He's, but God just said, why don't you walk with me? So, Lord, may our response be tonight. Let me. Walk with you, Jesus. Let me hear that beckoning call and respond stead so straightway. Why don't we bow our heads tonight? Our prayers, we just... Just a simple little thought. But there's a great battle, I know. A battle of the voices of this day. 
God is tugging. I do not know where it might be in a little room somewhere on Zoom. It could be in one of these chairs, someone sitting here tonight. I said, Lord, may someone, may somebody that's feeling the tug of that still, small voice. And I just prayed, Lord, if it could, we could just come to a real quiet moment. We just settle in our heart tonight. And just responding, Lord, you are tugging at my heart. And just admit that and say, Lord, you are. I just say, respond tonight. As a songwriter said, why not? Why not? I've got all eternity waiting for you. Why not come to him now? you need prayer we'll pray with you you want to respond to God you want to stand you stand and make that recognition to God you want to put your hands up you put your hands up but whatever you do whatever God is beckoning you to do and you make it a real moment between you and him as we said nothing else matters nothing else matters able to sing that song softly and tenderly brother Ryan softly and tenderly Jesus is calling softly and tenderly Jesus is calling calling
but not sure what to do. Because I know he's here. And I would hate for anybody to miss when Jesus is passing by your way. When he's softly and tenderly calling you, just respond to him. That's what these moments are for. We don't just come to church just to, amen, God bless you, brother. Nice to see you and move along our way. We're coming because God is calling his seed. He's calling and saying, where are they? Come home. Come home. Maybe you need a deeper consecration. Maybe your life has just not really been where it needs to be. You're saved. You failed, but you're just, you've laxed. Maybe you let off a little bit. And he's just saying, just come a little closer. Just walk with me a little while. Just walk with me a little while. I'm sure that's all our hearts desire. I don't care how close, Lord. I want to be closer to you. Closer to you. Amen. Is that your prayer tonight? Man, let's just pray, Lord. Heavenly Father, you are the one that can woo and call. You are the one that it's that still, small voice, Lord. You move, Lord Jesus. It might look like nothing's happening on the outside, Lord, but I know when you can penetrate to the soul by your word, Lord, mountains start to crumble. Satan's system starts to crumble. Hell starts to shake because, Lord, through the through just the beckoning of a little voice, of a small voice, comes through and, Lord Jesus, worlds, someone's world starts to fall. Satan's kingdom starts to fall as they respond to the voice of God. Lord, my arms are raised tonight. Lord, I'm sure many are raised tonight because we wanted, Lord, just as Brother Branham was there, Lord, hearing you speak, your voice spoke to him and said, just walk with me a little while. Lord, tonight, we want to walk with you a little while. Just a little while. Even Brother Thomas prayed this morning when he dropped close and we said, oh God, don't go away just yet. Don't leave us just yet, Lord. And as we walk out these doors and the things of this world will, will start coming up upon us and we have to go to work tomorrow. But Lord, we're just in the presence of Jehovah. We're in your presence tonight, Lord. Just this moment. Lord, we can hold on to you, Lord. Lord, I'd cry out, Lord, would you walk with me? Would you walk with me? Oh, that you'd have to even ask me. Just walk a little while with me, Michael. No, God. I want to walk with you tonight. I want to walk with you tonight. God, would you meet the hearts of your people? The craving, the burning, and the yearning. For I know we have it. Your sons and your daughters are craving for more of you. Where there's a deep, deep calling. There's a deep, deep to respond. Lord, meet the, meet the desires tonight, oh God. Maybe as we sit in your presence a little. We allow you to speak, Lord, tenderly to us. We commit each one of us, Lord, into your hands. That we would respond as you desire and as you bid. Lord, you'd move us into a higher place. For, Lord, we are called by a heavenly calling. Heaven is calling tonight, Lord. Commit your people in this evening into your hands, Lord. In Jesus Christ's name. Amen, Lord. Amen. Amen. I'm going to let the Lord just have his way tonight.
you mind him. Mind him tonight. Don't make it a formality. As the song says, song says, draw me near, draw me near. Lord, draw us near to you tonight. Amen. Let's just sing that and then do as the Lord, as you feel, as the Lord moves you to do. We'll sing the draw me near, but Ryan. Draw me near.
lead. Amen. God bless you. God bless you tonight. Feel free to linger. Feel free to linger. We'll be lingering here at the camp as long as you desire. May the Lord just move upon your hearts. Amen. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Maybe as we leave, we'll just sing, Let me walk with you, Jesus. Amen. You do as the Lord leads. Oh, let me walk with you.